0: What if I told you this was the last Monday morning of your life? What if I told you you'd die this week? Would you complain about your crap job or that test you don't want to take? I doubt it, you would go much higher level thinking. We arrived at this point due to an era of profound irresponsibility. The most jobs available in the history of our country it's stupid on steroids really seriously you've got to stop and think all right welcome friends I'm Rob Johnson and I have been doing a lot of thinking over the last couple weeks on really just everything that's been going on and it's I think for a lot of people in this time right now recording this um, on March 20. Oh 23rd uh, in the middle of the night as, uh, as I often record a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts and I've been really doing some some thinking on what these last two weeks have meant for a lot of different Americans. Now I think a lot of times we we group people together and we just say a statement like America's having a hard time. And I think in this circumstance, that is true. However, uh, it's, it's different for everyone. There's, there's different levels of it. It's almost like a, like a roller coaster. And I think a lot of people are responding in unhealthy ways. I think a lot of people are responding in healthy ways. And, and I, I didn't really want this heavy of a tone for the first podcast on this channel. Uh, but here we are. So just a quick background to myself. So my name is Rob Johnson. Um, I am the founder and one of the partners of the Wayne Consulting Group, which is a advertising agency and consulting firm that operates in Michigan and in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So I have been with uh, Wayne Consulting for almost two years now. Uh, started that in late 2018. And... Uh, over the last year, we've been developing plans for a couple of new businesses in Louisville, Kentucky as well. So uh, my background is largely business, organizational development, consulting, um, a lot of structure, a lot of really just startup development, startup culture. And my educational background, I have an MBA in org dev and have done you know some peer-reviewed research and, and some on-site Um, testing for organizational effectiveness, wellness, uh, benefits, how they impact employees at different income levels, and my heart has always been towards how can we better the workforce so we can strike a better work-life balance for people. And prior to doing this podcast, I did almost 75 episodes of a podcast called Rob Talks Money. Uh, odds are, if you're listening to this uh, in the first week, you have heard Rob Talks Money is, uh, is that channel is going to be um, moving over here. But I think the biggest thing that you should know is I always want to be an ally for people that have questions, uh, concerns, thoughts. Really, anything that's in the business space, the financial space, I want to help people. I want to help people develop and grow and learn and, and take their mistakes and turn them into fuel for learning and turn them into fuel for uh, ways to reinvent the wheel and reinvent a particular business or a particular sector. So I know that's a bit of an extended intro, but we're going to be doing a lot of marketing on this particular show. And driving a lot of new people, a new bunch of new listeners into this channel, uh, hopefully. So that's, that's the plan. But on today's show, I posted on Friday that over at WCG, Wayne Consulting Group, um, I've been working on a, a, a pretty large blog to, to try and help people navigate through this crisis and what it feels like and what it feels like to ride this roller coaster. And I know a lot of people are in this position where there's just uncertainty, like that is the word of the day. And as you're listening to this on Monday morning, many, many people are waking up and not being able to go to work for the first time in a long time. And it's a weird feeling. It's, it's disheartening. Um, and in some ways, it can just strip you of your identity if that's all you've done and all you've known. And I completely understand that. So what I want to talk about are ways that people can navigate this situation and really just think differently about what we're going through, where we've been, and how we come out on the other side. If there's one thing I'm certain on, it's that we will come out on the other side and we'll be better for it, we'll learn from it. Um, This morning, uh, my wife and I, obviously no one can really go to church, so (laughs) we were watching uh, Mark Driscoll, uh, who I've always always really appreciated his worldview perspective, and um, he had said that right now people need to, there's there's a character in the Bible, his name is Daniel, And uh, during his uh, later years, he had been separated from, he'd been separated for a long time from the people that he's known and loved when he was younger. And he had a profound sense of really just isolation and and being distant. And uh, he had this, this feeling of peace and control and encouragement and and one thing that mark had said this morning was i think a lot of people right now really need to focus on developing an inward peace and an outward courage and that's that's what i'm trying to get people to be a part of going forward is i want people to have peace there is never going to be total peace there's always going to be some type of uh, unrest or upheaval that's going on But I need people. I would I would like people to be in a position where they feel as though they can be at peace with the things that are going on and trust that things will get better and also have the courage to step out and do things that might be uncomfortable and do things that might um, might just be different. And that's okay. So as I'm recording this, and one of the reasons I was recording this uh, so late, and this is basically coming out six hours from the time I record it, I'm gonna cut it, upload it, and get it distributed um, tonight. But one of the reasons that I think I wanted to wait so long was I wanted to see what was happening with the state of the media right now as far as what's going on with this stimulus package and as of about 10 pm eastern time there has still been no progress on the stimulus package Um, and apparently what i'm reading right now is that um, senate democrats blocked uh, the mammoth coronavirus stimulus package and i think what a lot of people are debating on right now is the cost of it what that cost looks like for americans long term and then also in the short term, who does it really help out and what is the effect going to be? And and I don't I appreciate people not making this a left versus right issue, although if you look for it, you will find it. But largely it has been just a a good old-fashioned disagreement of ideals and, and what what's going to work out long term, because people on one side are saying two trillion dollars could put a significant impact on the economy long term. And the other side is saying, if we don't spend this money, it's going to impact the economy in the short term and put us in a longer recession. So um, I am not an economist. Um, I understand both sides of this argument. I understand where they're both coming from. Um, and this is a and one thing I think we can all agree on is that this is a very difficult topic to digest, process, and come up with le- meaningful legislation on. You know, within a couple of weeks, it's it's a very tall order, and it sounds like they're getting to a position where they are. Um, they're getting close. Chuck Schumer, who's the Senate Minority Leader, had said that they're getting to a position where um, they're closer than they've ever been before. I think one of the held ups for the Democrats are they want some uh, some reassurance for. Uh, the unemployment benefits, expediting those and extending those to more and more people, not just people that were paying into unemployment or, or people that were under a business that were paying into it, but also some additional relief for subcontractors and, and people that are self employed too. So I understand it. But what I want to speak to now is, are the families that are looking at a situation of uncertainty. And right now, let's just be honest the the average american has not been saving and putting money away like we ought to uh the average american has been by and large um spending and adding up more debt than we have been saving and that's that's pretty that's pretty typical in this type of season so right now we've seen stock market gains anywhere between 15 to 25 percent, depending on which index you're looking at and in those times of boom when things are going really, really well, Americans tend to save more than they spend. And then when we get into a recession, you see the opposite happening. Opposite happening: They are saving more than they are spending, or they're just trying to keep float and there's no extra spending. So right now, the statistics are pretty much the same as they've been since 2017 when I first started doing a lot of reporting and analysis on this. Americans, about 60% of us, have less than $1,000 in savings. There are roughly 76% of Americans, so about three quarters of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck, and about 70% of Americans are facing some type of significant debt. And it's, it's overwhelming. And these numbers aren't getting any better. Um, and in some measures, they're getting exponentially worse year over year. And a lot of this is, is it's a multitude of reasons. Pointing your finger at one thing and saying it's just because of this is, is a bit dishonest and disingenuous. But it's, there's a lot of things you need to take into account when you're looking at um, this type of situation. But I think the largest thing is people don't really have a budget about three quarters of Americans, which coincides with the three quarters, uh, not living paycheck to paycheck about three quarters of us also don't have a monthly budget that we stick to. And that's huge. You know, if you don't have a plan, then you don't really know where you're going, and that's the same thing in business or, or in a lot of elements of life. Now, granted, things can take you by surprise. You can, you know, you can be uh, largely unaware of something that goes down, um, and it can impact you financially or emotionally, or you know, in a, in a multitude of ways. But if you don't have a plan to at least try and stay on the path, then you're just going to let the wind move you. Wherever it wants, and you're going to be um, caught up pretty quickly in a in a storm that that you don't want to be in. So, right now, as things stand, if this stimulus package goes through, and I'm I'm quite certain, based on what I'm hearing um, from a couple people I've been touching base with here and there on this that that have a little bit of insider knowledge, um, but they're not. Um, they're. I wouldn't say they're major players, but basically, what what I'm hearing is that we have the stimulus checks are going to be at least twelve hundred dollars for all Americans. Um, and right now, the the disagreement on that is: do they just give the twelve hundred dollars to every American over eighteen, and then? set up a special tax if you're over a certain amount and reclaim that in 2021? Or do you base it income driven, which is a little bit more difficult to set up just from a logistics point of view? And do you, and right now it's like if you're married, you file joint, if, and you make under 150K, both you and your spouse would get $1,200 each. And then you would get $500 each for every child you have. And then if you make over that, I believe the figure was for every I'm going to screw this up. For every $100 over that amount you make, it is $5 less that you get. So it's about a 5% cut for, you know, every every amount that you make over over those tiers. So there's there's a lot of playing going on right now, but I'm not really con- terribly concerned, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I'm not terribly concerned with the people that are making over 150000 um, because they are not generally the people that are at risk during these situations. It's the people that make under that. So that's obviously not everybody, but it's a majority. So if you're in that boat, and let's say you're a family like mine, where you have um, two kids, and you know, both you and your spouse work, you'd be looking at about a $3,400 stimulus check that would be coming in. And that is a significant amount of money, but if you're not working for an entire month and your normal paycheck is $3,400 or $3,500, which is about the average, um, then that 3,400 is basically one month of living expenses. So while it sounds like it's a lot, it's really only about 30 days of capital for the average American. So that is the state of what we're looking at right now for this stimulus package, and there's also going to be help for small businesses. SBA's handing out loans right now, which is another disaster I'm gonna cover on Wednesday's show. And then on Friday's show, I'm gonna take all the questions I've received from Monday to Thursday, and I'm gonna do a questions show on Friday. So basically, you're gonna be listening to this on Monday, another episode coming out Wednesday that's gonna deal with the business side of, of, uh, of this crisis. And then Wednesday or Friday, rather, will be a question show. So I really want to touch base on a couple of areas here as I am uh, as I'm pulling this up. But the the biggest thing for Americans right now is developing a plan. And then the first question you might be asking is, well, where do I begin? And really, if you're in the position where you're laid off, or you have been uh, put in a position where you know you don't have enough money or you're concerned about what's coming next, I would take the following steps. And this is going to be in the blog as well. So, so if you go to uh, wayneconsulting.org, um, the first thing on the homepage on the banner is going to be that blog. Um, so you can go ahead and click on that and that'll, it'll redirect you to this and then also the links for the podcast and all that stuff. So I realize that this is kind of an inaugural episode for this podcast feed. Um, So the information on this might not be out there. It might not be on Google yet. So if you're trying to search around, everything's going to be at WayneConsulting.org for the time being until we get things switched around. Um, So that's the best place to go for information and and following up and also reaching out for questions. Anything that you might have, you can just funnel them through our company and then uh, we will set you up with someone Someone will answer your question, or I will, and uh, and we'll go at it from there. So if you go to the question of where do we start, the first place is you need to develop a plan, and, and the biggest thing is just taking inventory of everything that you have. So cash on hand, um, any type of... Anything that is liquid, anything that can be sold, it's just always a good idea to know exactly what you're working with because when things do get tight, it's always good to know, have a working knowledge of everything that you have on hand. So step one is obviously take an inventory. And then after the inventory, what you're gonna want to do is make a list of all of your expenses. And the reason for that is because right now, A lot of mortgage providers, uh, auto loan holders, um, landlords, they're doing initiatives to where they're letting people miss a month of their mortgage or a month of their car payment or a month of their rent, whatever it is, but they're allowing them to uh, basically skip a payment and it gets added on to the end. So I think right now for a lot of people, let's say you pay $1,000 for rent and you have a $2,000, no, not $2,000, hopefully you do not have a $2,000 car payment. That would be another issue altogether. Um, if your car payment is two times higher than your rent, um, you may have a bit of a spending problem. So so yes. Yeah, so let's say you have a $1,000 uh, rent payment and a $200 car payment, that's obviously $1,200. bucks. is an additional $1,200 that you can have in your pocket rather than putting them out to your rent and your car payment, but the most important thing is making sure that you have something in writing from your um, note holder that says it's okay to do that. Um, And the main reason why is because after the dust settles from all of this, there's going to be problems, there's going to be confusion, there's going to be um, systems failures. So having everything in writing is extremely, extremely, extremely important. So get it in writing. So assuming that the stimulus comes through and you're in that category under 150,000 and you're in the typical range of $1,000 rent, $200 car payment, so if you add that all up together, it's almost $5,000, so you're $4,800 in free cash on hand that you didn't have before, essentially. And this is where the inventory, the budget, the expenses, all of those things matter because now you pull together all of your money and you have one massive total. So let's say you're working with $10,000, right? Well now, you're gonna know what your monthly expenses are, so how much money do you need to get by? And I would cut anything that is not important, especially if it's a matter of making rent or not, cut anything that's not important. You can always sign up for it again later Not that big of a deal, honestly, not that big of a deal. So if you have $10,000 to work with, and let's say your monthly expenses, you get them down to 2,500, and that is tight, but it's doable, then you have about four months of living expenses on hand if you didn't earn any more money in those four months, which obviously that's that's not gonna be the case for most people. But it's always good to look at things in those terms because when you space it out that way and you say, okay, I have $10,000, my expenses are $2,500, that's just making things really tight, but we can do it, we have about four months on hand. That in and of itself is a relief for a lot of people just knowing what the data is because a lot of times the biggest fear that I see when it comes to people in finances is uncertainty. It's just, they don't know. They don't know how much is their credit card balances. They don't know what their minimum is. They don't know what their payments are. They just, they're uncertain. And because of that, there's a lot of anxiety and fear and panic that uh, is created and it impacts people in a very, very significant way. Um, so, it's always, always important to know exactly what your finances are. Back in 2016, I opened my first business. It was called RTM Solutions. And this is the company that evolved into Wayne Consulting Group. And a part of that company was this program I had written called the Nine Moves Plan. And basically, the first three steps of this financial plan are investigate your finances. So this is a part of the inventory. Um, investigating your finances. Um, saving money and also uh, building a budget. So basically, the first thing you're going to do is just pull all your financial records together. You're going to take those. You're going to build a budget. That's step two. And then um, step three is you're going to save um, You know, somewhere around anywhere between three and six thousand dollars or three and five thousand dollars. So I don't think, I think right now, the biggest things people need to be focusing on are pulling all their financial data and then building a budget. That's really it. That's the first thing you need to focus on. And then from there, things start to become more clear on what you should do. And I know that as I'm laying this out, it might sound like, you know, oh, that's easy for you to say, Rob. And it is because it's, it's something that I've done for years. and But I also understand I've been on the other side of the table where it, it is easy for me to say that, but it doesn't mean I think it's easy for you to execute on because I know it's not. It's tough. These are tough things we're dealing with here. And, I, and I'm and i not discounting any of that. But what I am telling you is that it's doable. It's actionable. And I've seen people go from having $1,000 on a credit card every month to make up for their expenses to having twenty thousand dollars in the bank after six months of doing this program now right now i'm not expecting people to save a ton of cash i'm expecting people just to stay afloat keep things going and then be prepared for when things open back up and the market starts going up and business starts going up and doors start opening again that you can go out there and you can kill it in full force because you prepped you were ready you you sustained through this time and once the doors open back up you're going to be unleashed and it's going to go really well now compare that to somebody who didn't take the proper steps who let this get the best of them and now the doors open back up and now it's almost like they're a couple laps behind because now they still have to organize all of these things they have to figure out where their finances are because they let the stress and the fear overwhelm them to the point where they didn't do it during this time. And now, you know, when the rubber meets the road, now they need to do it, and then they feel like they're even more behind. So this is really just about getting you set up into a position where you're doing the right things, you're you're actioning the right things. That's what's really important here. Is getting you into that position where you can do and make the right steps going forward. So Again, to recap, please, please, please take an inventory of everything that you have financially: credit, expenses, um, income, anything that's a liquid, anything that's um, anything that you can sell, and then turn all of that into a working budget. Where the most simple budget in the world is where you put your income on top, you put your expenses below it. You can still put them into categories if you want. My categories, just as a point of reference that I use, I use housing. I used fixed expenses, and I used variable expenses. And the only thing that I put under variable expenses are things that I can cut that would not matter the next month if I didn't have them. So examples in my variable categories. Netflix, Amazon, Disney+, Plus, my clothing budget. So if I needed to take that $100 out of clothing for next month, I absolutely could, and I would be just fine. It's a variable expense. I don't need it. But I want it there in case I need, in case I need to buy clothes or I want to buy clothes or whatever it is. But it's not a hard need. It's not like propane, or car fuel, or rent. You know, it's not a fixed expense. Fixed expenses, as a contrast, are things that you need to pay monthly. So a fixed expense would be your car payment, uh, your mortgage. You know, your fuel costs. Those are fixed expenses. Now. I know you might hear fuel costs and say, well I don't know exactly how much my, my fuel cost is every month, it's not really fixed. It's not, but it is, a, it is a fixed category that you can budget at the top of every month. So every month we put $300 in our gas budget and we usually spend somewhere between 225 and 275. But we have the fixed amount set aside of 300 just in case and we know that really doesn't change. So, very important. But that is the most simple way to do a budget. And also in the blog that's going to be on um, Wayne Consulting Group, uh, it'll have links to the RTM website where you can read on developing a budget and setting things up properly. And then also please use me as a resource. If you're listening to this and you're having a tough time or you, you want to answer questions, reach out to me. We'd be glad to help you out. Um, rob at wayneconsulting.org, W-A-Y-N-E, consulting.org is usually the best spot to reach me. You can also reach out to the Facebook group, Facebook, or the Facebook page, rather, facebook.com slash that, T-H-A-T-W-C-G. Send us a message and one of us will get a hold of you and take care of your request. So so I think that's going to do it for this Uh, episode for today I don't want to overwhelm people with data so that's why I want to you know space these out so there are three shows that that focus on different categories and then hopefully by Wednesday we'll have a better idea on the stimulus package I'll comment on that I'm going to record that one Tuesday night and uh, we'll go from there So really appreciate you guys listening to the first episode, uh, the first of many. And then once episode three drops, I'll have a more, I, a better idea about what, what a proper release schedule looks like. So please subscribe, uh, review the show, share the show, anything you can do to get this message out that, you know, we're, we're doing our best to give people the best information to help them through this hard time. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. And, uh, and just stay safe out there. Take care.